Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Mom fatigue is real. Our families and home demand so much of our time and energy. And then add work into the mix. You are one tired mom. When fatigue sets in, we start to become irritable and irrational. And if we push it too far, our bodies yell stop and we get sick. When that pattern of exhaustion repeats itself, then depression begins and robs you and your family of hope and joy. Life is not meant to be lived in a fog of exhaustion and despair. We can make better choices and set ourselves up for success. On today's podcast, I'll share a story of one of my all-time lows that led me to making a lasting decision to prioritize rest and balance in my life. Joining us for today's conversation are my friends Michelle Akrami and Rachel Wilson, two wonderful moms who exemplify balance despite the demands of a large family and other responsibilities. Keep listening as we discover rest for the tired mom. All right. Well, I am so glad to be able to be here today with two very dear friends. Uh, I was realizing one thing that's super special about my relationship with both of you is that I knew you both during college, which is really funny because I don't have friendships left with almost anyone else from college. Um, And so that's really fun that we got to and have like continued on our relationships. And uh, one of them is Michelle and Michelle has five very dear little children and I think it's funny because I think even in college, I, neither of us had kids and neither of us were married, obviously. And we were different majors and we weren't even like in the tight, closest, like a friend groups together. Mm-hmm. But I knew your heart then was like the same for who you wanted to be as a person and being a woman of integrity. And I just loved seeing that in you and was so drawn and attracted to that. And I think it's so neat watching how our lives over the last what, 15 years? Mm-hmm. How has it been that long? That doesn't seem possible. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but watching who you are now and the way that you mother your children and the way that you are an intentional wife and the way you shape the culture in your home is just beautiful. So mm-hmm. you're always an encouragement to me. So thank you for being here. Thank you. And likewise. And Rachel and I went through a lot of the same path in life together that are just super parallel, both finished college, ended up getting jobs at the same school together, start, got married around the same time, started having children, and now get to have our children doing life together. And it's just such a wonderful thing to have moms to do life with. So Thank you guys for being here today. My pleasure. Yes. And kind of funny that we're here talking about what it is like to find rest for a weary mom, <laughs> that we all have been there. I think back to the days even before we were mothering, and we were just laughing before we started recording about how we've gotten better at reading our warning signs. And I think back to when we were first early teaching, Rachel. And we both had our things that when we would get so exhausted that 
would start happening that I would get this horrible twitch in my eyebrow. <laughs> I remember, and you would get migraines. Yes. And I'd text you after a classroom, a day of teaching, and be like, how are you? And I'd get a text back, I'm laying in my library, my <laughs> class library on my beanbag chair. I have a horrible migraine. Like, we were a disaster. So it's good. We're doing better. <laughs> We've gotten a lot better at this. So today's topic, we're talking about carving out space in our rhythms at home to stay joyful and purposeful in our daily work. Mm -hmm. So part of why I wanted to have both of you guys um, on this topic is I think you're both really good at this and you encourage me to be better at this. My tendency is to want to just like keep going. Like I can just do some more. And both of you are people who the way that I watch that you live and the way that you encourage me, encourage me to slow down and take care of myself so that I can pour into my children mm -hmm. and I watch you do that in your own lives so um the first thing I was thinking we can maybe talk about is kind of a funny way to jump in but what are some of the warning signs in your life that you guys see when you know oh dear I quit taking care of myself I'm in trouble <laughs> mm -hmm. do you have aside from like a twitching eyebrow <laughs> You want to go first? Sure. Okay. I know for me, it's a handful of things. You know, I, I tend to keep going and I don't keep it like a thermostat on myself. And I've had to really learn that. Mm. Um, but I know for me, when I start getting nitpicky about little things that bother me um, or if I'm just starting to, um, yeah, my temper is short or just my attention is short, you know, just so many things that as a mom, you really have, you want to be patient, you want to be, mm -hmm. you know, um, speaking kindness, you know? And so when I see myself starting to go to more <laughs> of a nitpicky attitude, um, and having that martyr mom syndrome of now I got to do the laundry and now I got, you know, just that mindset. I'm like, okay, Michelle, you've really got to take a break. And that is real. Yes. I feel like when I'm exhausted, you're right. That right. it's a place where you, I am like. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's not your heart. You're no. like, okay, Lord, I really need a reset right now. And so often I will just, the kids know if I go up to my bedroom for five minutes, just to just take a moment, you know, mm -hmm. that does wonders for me, mm -hmm. you know? So, Yeah. Well, I can definitely relate on all of those things. I get really irritable. I get short with people. Um, I just get really tired. Um, thankfully, mm -hmm. I don't get migraines as much anymore. <laughs> it's very rare. Um, but one thing I noticed about myself, because I am like this like outgoing, like bubbly, people just energize me. And so that's just my personality. So if you're like me, if you find yourself seeking isolation you know, and like not wanting to be around anyone, that's when, you know, you're probably burning the candle on both ends. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I found that when I'm like, Oh, I just need alone time. You know, it's like, Oh, I probably do. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, cause, um, sometimes just being around people is actually energizing too. Um, but yeah, there's all the signs are there. Mm -hmm. I think too, this season has been differently exhausting. Mm -hmm. You mentioning needing to have like a break from the people mm -hmm. and we're, Oh, this we're recording this during the time that we've all been quarantining ish, you know, whatever it's been like for different homes during this mm -hmm. pandemic time for the last about six months. Yeah. And I think that at the beginning of it, I just thought I can do this. You know, I'm a, I homeschool my kids normally anyway, we're mostly all together. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. And we hit a point. I remember it was like an all time low <laughs> one day when I can't even remember what all got, what got us to this point, but 
everyone, I felt like everyone was speaking and all the voices were needing things at all the same time. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness it was a day that Sean was home because then he like started to try to speak into it, which was not necessarily helpful in that (laughs) moment. And I ran out to the garage and I got in my car in the passenger door because that was the only one that I could get into from the place I was at. And I sat on the floorboard of the car and cried and I closed the door behind me and I was sitting, not even in a seat. It was just a point of done. And Sean came and checked and he was like, are you okay? I "I just need some time. Uh And so he's like, okay, I'll take care of it. And went in and like took care of everybody for a while. Mm. But just realizing I had not been taking care Mm. of myself and giving myself any of the extra life that I needed breathed into Mm -hmm. me that I didn't realize. Normally I have that in our rhythms of life. Mm -hmm. And this season stripped a lot of those from us. Have you found that? For sure. Yeah. And I'm like, I noticed, especially in motherhood, it wasn't natural for me to do that for myself because Mm -hmm. I like had so much pride from like serving my family and my kids and I loved Mm -hmm. doing it. And um, then I realized that I'd gotten to a point where I was literally pouring from an empty cup and I, I didn't have enough left. So I had to really learn how to like practice, you know, taking time for myself and doing that so I could serve again. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, when you're in an airplane and they always repeat, put on your oxygen, oxygen mask first parents (laughs) and then your kid. And I mean, I've uh, so many times I think that just seems so backwards, you know, because we're like, (laughs) I don't know if I can do it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But there's such wisdom in that, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, as moms, we want to be everything for our kids and pour in constantly. Mm-hmm. And there is that. But if you're not taking care of your own soul, um, there will be a time, you know, where you feel it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oops, yeah. <laughs> you need to take that time. And I found during different seasons, it's more evident. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, hitting my third trimester of pregnancy right now. And I find even during meal times, you know, because I'm so used to just making everyone else's food first. And I was determined mm-hmm. one day, like, no, I'm going to make my food first for myself mm-hmm. because I was getting like hangry <laughs> when I was getting so irritable and just mm-hmm. grumpy with everybody. But then it ended up not going well. Like, long story short, made my lunch first. And then my two year old pooped on the floor. And <laughs> I was like, this is why I don't make my own lunch because everything goes wrong. <laughs> but there does have to be a balance. You know, where mm-hmm. we figure out how to take care of ourselves. Yes. Even like physically, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in rest and stuff. So how how do you how do you find that? How do you find the space for your own rest and prioritize that mm-hmm. and still maintain the things that you think you're gonna be getting done and that you need to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Well, I know, especially during this quarantine, so I'll back up. My kids' ages are from 10 to 4. And so, you know, about a year ago, we got out of the nap life. You know what I mean? None of my kids really needed nap. I know. And it's hard. It's bittersweet. There's freedom in, in that. But at the same time, I was just like, well, nobody needs naps. So, you know what? We'll just keep going. And this is, you know, shortly after the or before the quarantine started and I was like, you know, I'll just let them watch a show for an hour and that'll be my break. And I did that for about a month. And I was talking to my husband. I was just like, I'm, I don't know what's wrong. I feel so tired. I mean, I was really, I was burning out that first month. And he said, well, I think we've got a rhythm problem here. You know, mm-hmm. um, let's make some time, you know? And, and so 
it, it took some training, but we got back into one hour, you know, in the afternoon, shortly after lunch. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I can count on that Us too. is such yes. a game changer. And it's not perfect. I sometimes still have a kid come out. I got to go potty again or whatever. Yes. And it's like, it's not a perfectly quiet hour, but I mean, there's like at least a hope of a respite. Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, my kids, I have one kid that really doesn't like it, but the rest of them have told me at different times, I like quiet time. You know, yeah. I think we all like yearn for that. Mm-hmm. And don't you find too that when you come back together that everyone like appreciates each yes, other more? For sure. And we've had to get yes. a little creative because we don't have separate bedrooms for everybody. So um, for a while, I've heard someone refer to it as feed off the floor time. And I thought that was super creative because mm-hmm. then it meant like you're in your own bed space mm. with your feet off the floor. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think even in this next season, once our baby's here, because he'll take the crib and then the two-year-old who rests in the crib right now will move into the other bed mm-hmm. that I think probably one of the kids will have their quiet time on one of the couches. Yeah. That it still is a space to be mm-hmm. quiet and still, but it wouldn't serve them as well. And it wouldn't serve me as well to have everybody together. So yeah. sometimes you have to be creative. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. absolutely. And one thing that's been really helpful in that time is they love, they have their own little box, quiet mm-hmm. time box, so they can put whatever they want in it. And that's been a lifesaver too, because yes. you know, when I announce quiet time, they're like, oh, let me get this and this. And it's like, no, whatever's in your box, like you can play with that. Anyway, that's just been a, a new thing we've done that's been helpful and they mm. look forward to it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. What about you with like rest rhythms for you? What have you found? Well, I feel like it's changed so much depending on where my kids' seasons are, but now they're nine, seven, and five. And so, yeah, there's no more nap time. It's gone. But, um, we actually are thinking about doing the quiet time. Like we've tried it a few times, but because we haven't really started schooling yet, we haven't done that yet. So I do really want to do that. But for me personally, carving out a time in my day where I have time alone with God mm-hmm. and it's changed over the years. So it's like when I have a nursing baby, I'm not waking up early in the morning and having this amazing miracle morning. It always kills me <laughs> when I'm in like small groups and someone's like, well, you just got to get up first thing. Cause I feel like I've mm. for so long had a mm-hmm. baby. I'm like, you don't understand. I hardly slept. <laughs> I can't yeah. get up any earlier. So yeah, I wanted to mention that because it's like, I've done it during nap time before yeah. I've done it in the morning. I've done it at night. But I, um, now I actually do wake up before my kids because they're sleeping and, um, my husband's home if they do, you know, wake up and I've carved out that time. And like, there was a verse actually in Matthew, it says, come to me all who are weary and burdened mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I really try to make that a priority and I'm not perfect at it, but I notice on those days where I do take time mm-hmm. in the morning or whenever it is to do that, I'm just more filled and ready yeah. to give. Yes. Yeah. Even if it's just a short moment, mm-hmm. I've been reading through a book um, that's been really good. It's a Sally Clarkson book and it's a mm-hmm. devotional book and it's just super short. It has a little verse at the top and some words of encouragement and it's just a little something, but mm-hmm. it's enough that even if it's just five minutes that I can get my heart in a good place. Mm-hmm. And it's funny cause it's not a Bible, but my Alice climbed up into my lap the other day and asked, mm-hmm. she's like, Bible mom. And mm-hmm. I said, well, it does have some Bible in it. And, but doing that in the morning just gets my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you can even get an app on your phone that sends you the verse of the day, you know, like yeah. just to fill you at that time. You said it when it comes. So, mm-hmm. but I also too, um, I wanted to say that 
I have loved trying to get together with friends yeah. and doing that and scheduling that. And mm-hmm. even though it's hard, like if it only happens once a year, still really being intentional about mm-hmm. that and like scheduling time with friends or a date night with hubby or all yeah. those things just add up to a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that my kids know, which is kind of funny, is we have a place you mentioned going up to your room that they know if you're in your room, like that's your moment. Yeah. That we have a place where it's like behind our island where it tucks in next to the oven. And if I'm having a moment where I just feel like, oh, I'm going to lose it, like <laughs> something's going to give right now, I'll just go and just sit down in that space. And sometimes one of them will get called into it. We'll call it a conference room. And so I'll call them into my conference room on the kitchen floor (laughs) and we'll have a moment of a conversation. And everyone knows if you're in there alone with mom, like nobody else joins her in that space. But if I'm there alone, I heard one of my kids one day when I went and sat on the floor and one of them said like, don't bother mom. She's having some time to herself. And I thought, I'm glad Mm -hmm. that they know though, that it's okay. And I think it teaches them too. Mm -hmm. It's okay to need Mm -hmm. a moment. Yeah. You know, everyone does. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone hits a point. And mm. um, all right. So one thought, what for you gets in the way of you actually using the rhythms that you created for yourselves? Mm. What, when you start tipping like the scale the wrong way, you're like, Ugh, I'm not doing well. Can you pinpoint anything or things in your life that make it not work as well all of a sudden? Well, I know for me, I tend to be a perfectionist. I have to fight that. You know, I love making the schedules. I love all of that. But um, implementing it is is harder for me. And that's mm-hmm. where my husband's really helped me. Um, but one thing that really has helped me that I heard um, from a, a podcast recently was when you're creating a rhythm, um, it's a rhythm. It's not a schedule. It's a mm-hmm. rhythm. I love that. Yes. And... If you are hitting 50% of the rhythms for your day, you're doing great. Hmm. If you hit 80%, you're killing it. Yeah. I'm all, okay. Okay, I got this. (laughs) You know, and that just breathes so much hope to me because, I mean, when we we make those rhythms, they are hopes. You know, Mm -hmm. they are what we hope to accomplish. And you do need to plan. You do need to have those things. But to hold it loosely... It's, it's that balancing act mm-hmm. of holding it loosely, but also marching forward, or maybe not marching forward, but walking yes. forward. So yeah, that really helped me. And that's important because I think it gives room for hearts in the process too. Totally. Because sometimes yes. I feel like a schedule or like, not that, not that a schedule is bad, but like a, a, like a routine or a, yes. something that's rigid, more yeah. seeming. For some reason, I feel like there's a lot more grace in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, feels like there's not as much room for hearts yes and sometimes someone hearts someone's heart needs more Mm -hmm. or or you're potty training a two-year-old and it's just a really rough day for whatever reason you know Mm -hmm. and I think that just gives a lot of room for grace absolutely which is really important that's so funny that you say that because I feel like I'm the opposite of a perfectionist where I'm just like you know we're just gonna do the best and see how it goes okay (laughs) but um I have found that I have the best um, results if I actually schedule something, but I'm mm. not, it's not something that like has to really happen. But if I schedule at least one thing a week that I know is like filling for me, mm. um, and that's where I have the best, cause then I'll actually do it. So sometimes it's just a chiropractic appointment and it's like 20 minutes, but right. just going and doing that. I'm like, this yeah. is like the time where I can like, mm-hmm. my body feels better. And then just like my spiritual, like everything feels everything. better. And so yeah. I actually have to schedule something or it will never happen. Mm-hmm. 
That's an interesting thought too, because so, no one else is going to say, you know, you really mm-hmm. need to take some time for yourself to get a chiropractor yes. appointment. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. no one's going to do it for you, mm-hmm. but it's just not in our nature. I think moms are so, especially like invested moms, the intentional moms are so invested in their children and in their homes that it's like, we want to just keep pouring out and giving. Yeah. But then I heard the analogy once that you get an empty sponge, like when a sponge is empty, it can't give anything else. Mm. Like it has to be filled, mm. but no one else mm. is going to like fill our sponge for us. We have to do it, which is just outside of our nature. So, and I've even had seasons where I didn't know what filled me anymore. Mm-hmm. I was just so like knee deep in it. Mm-hmm. That it's like, what do you need? It's like, I don't even know what I need. Yes, <laughs> and maybe you just need a nap. Mm-hmm. Maybe just mm-hmm. a nap. But there's definitely, you have to, you have to take care of yourself because no one else will. Yeah. Yeah. So what, if you could give some advice to a mom who's just in a place of weariness and has hit that point of exhaustion, maybe even hit it like a few months ago on the floor, board of her car. Oh yeah. In tears mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. What? word of encouragement would you want to offer them who needs to know maybe they know they need to rest but don't really know where to start even Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely think that you just need to start small and maybe it's setting a reminder in your phone or um but also like using the village that you have you know Mm -hmm. if you have family close and like you know you're getting and just using that or your neighbors like I swap babysitting with my neighbors so we can you know, use one another when we need things and just starting really small and, you know, building from there. Cause you're going to like mm-hmm. do it, like it, and then, you know, build from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be something little even too. Like I remember mm-hmm. when all of my kids were very young still, uh, my mom had the kids for just a little bit and I went and sat at a coffee shop by her house with my journal and a book. Mm-hmm. And when I sat down in a seat, I remember it was a soft chair and I had my journal and a book with me and a snack I think it was a muffin and a cup of coffee and when I sat and just like took a deep breath and I cried Mm -hmm. and I just didn't know how badly I needed Mm -hmm. to like have something that no one else was eating Mm -hmm. or drinking or anything and I felt like I'm really glad there aren't a lot of people around right now Mm because they think I was crazy but it but it took me asking and like planning or I don't know it was my mom so maybe she just offered but, yeah. but if I had, I could have used that time to run errands, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm really glad I didn't. I think in the long run, it served me better yeah. taking the space to give my heart a little. Yeah. Little life. And then before I had neighbors, um, or even my mom used to work full time. Um, I would just take that time during nap time or mm-hmm. once they were in bed. Yeah. But it and takes discipline because otherwise you could just do more jobs. Yeah, yeah. That's all I had. Yeah. And I just would do it at those times. Mm-hmm. And that was great too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I think too, especially in this time right now with the pandemic going on, we have so many emotions on top of mothering that we're trying to work through, you know, with all of the events that are going on that we need to process. And that takes time, you know, depending if you're an internal or external processor. um, I think that's important to realize that, that taking time for yourself is almost more needed right now because there's just so much emotion and processing that is needed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well it's been really restful just getting to be with you guys this is a nice treat we should do this every weekend yeah. someone else watch all our kids and get together and have treats so thank you so much for being here i hope that this is an encouragement to a lot of other moms and i'm really glad that over the last 15 so many years that we've gotten better at rest so maybe we'll do this again in 15 more years down the road we'll be really good at it by then yeah. right, thanks guys our pleasure 
Moms who prioritize enough sleep and balance are more than able to meet the needs of their families while still protecting their physical and mental health. Now, everyone's sleep needs are different. Some of you may only sleep seven hours a night and feel completely recharged. However, if you're like me, eight is the minimum. When you make rest a priority, other things, even good things, may have to give. The hope is that, fully rested, you are more effective and joyful, and because of that, you may actually discover more time in your day. Sustainability is the key if you make this choice. Are you willing to let activities or commitments go that interfere with your health? When committing to sufficient rest is a top priority, you need accountability to be successful, even though you know it's best. Like Alice in Wonderland saying, I give myself such very good advice, but I very seldom follow it. When your husband and children see and experience the joy and effectiveness of a rejuvenated you, they will be your biggest advocates. Let your husband be your teammate in this. Give him permission to hold you accountable and work with him to intentionally schedule rest into your family's culture. Keep in mind, your children and your husband probably need more rest too. This week, look for articles on my blog about healthy sleep habits and how to create a culture of rest in your home. I challenge you to make this important foundational change. And let me know what that first day of rejuvenation feels like for you in the comments below. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we talk about how to win at conflict in your marriage.